MSW Media. News was wearing daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. Today, Trump floats more immigration restrictions, Sean Spicy has a new gig. Dick's Sporting Goods, and the 25th Amendment is trending again. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. How are you guys? I'm hanging in there. It's a hang in there kind of day, right? Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but... It's a Wednesday news hump day. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like really bad news. It is. I had some... I have, I'm personally feeling very relieved about something that I can't discuss legally on the air, but um, everything is looking good. Well, that's uh, good. In good. one aspect of things that I'm not allowed to speak about. Good. I do like that, yes. But maybe I'll tell you at some point. And, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I'm, I, at least that burden is lifted off my shoulders, but then there's the whole other burden of the news that um, I'm going to try to make funny for the next <laughs> 35 minutes. And I think it's going to be difficult, but we will give it our darndest. So um, any other information or news you guys are well i know we're going to talk about the 25th amendment but the 14th amendment is yeah. also i guess under attack but that ties into the immigration stuff too oh yeah we'll bring that up totally so, yeah definitely bring that up during during the immigration talks because uh, mm -hmm. a bunch of ho horrible crap is happening and i know trump signed something today that says that 100 uh, percent totally and permanent disabled veterans can have their student loans discharged uh, but that's been a program around since 2012 I don't know. I don't. Hmm. I don't understand why he keeps signing things that have been around right. and, uh, for veterans for the and, then, and then saying that he's doing it. Like when he came up with the Mission Act and said, "Now veterans can go outside of the VA and get their care paid for by the VA." We've been doing that, <laughs> or excuse me, the VA has been doing that for decades. I think it shows his narcissism, right? He thinks the world is like just his reality, so he's like, "Oh, if I just found out about it, then it's brand new." I, he doesn't seem to have any sense of awareness of things that are outside of his, like you know, knowledge or yeah. experience. And when I say we've yeah. been doing that for decades, we as veterans, I'm a veteran. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if if there's no hand surgeon at the VA, they'll pay for you to go get your hand surgerized mm -hmm. elsewhere. Right, it's, right. It's been a thing. But and it's news to him, I bet. I'm sh anything there must veteran be related some is to small him. amount of language that's changed for them to even be able to do that. And I'm wondering, because maybe, really? I think they're under the old um, total and permanent disability discharge program in the U.S. Department of Education that Obama added. I think that the it was for specific kinds of federal loans, and I think this might be for any federal loan, and okay. I, there's probably other restrictions on it, too, like postgraduate work doesn't count, or if you make a certain amount of money, maybe it doesn't count. I'm going to have to read the law. Yeah. Um, but it just, it seems like... These are not novel concepts. Right. He's taking yeah. things that have already been, you know... Like he invented Greenland. Right. right. And, <laughs> and just like very minutely expanding upon the ideas and then claiming them as his own. Yeah. Or changing the copy a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so totally. So that it reads differently. Dude, I could totally see one of his advisors having that as a strategy. Like, let's look at some of the most popular legislation that's passed over the last like eight years and then we'll vaguely tweak it and pass it as our own. Yeah. 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 Without, go without going through Congress, we'll just call it executive orders and memorandums presidential memorandums or rules right just piggybacking new rules yeah so anyway new rules that's not my segment um <laughs> we do have a lot of news to get to today so let's hit the hot notes hot notes so this week uh trump moved to abolish child migrant custody limits with a new regulation that would allow migrant families who cross the southern border illegally to be de detained indefinitely replacing an old agreement that set a limit on how long the U.S. government could hold migrant children in custody. That agreement is decades old. It's a court agreement uh, settlement known as the Flores Settlement. And in 2015, uh, legal ruling, uh, SCOTUS ruled on, on the issue and specified children could be held for no more than 20 days. Uh, and this new rule would allow them to be held indefinitely. Uh, additionally, it's in a bananas press conference on Wednesday, Trump again floated the idea of ending birthright citizenship which is unconstitutional. Uh, and he floated this idea last October in the run-up to the midterm elections. Everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe he's attacking birthright mm -hmm. citizenship. He'd ar he's already done that uh, last October and I think before that one other time. <laughs> and during Obama's entire administration, just <laughs> attacking him. I mean, I feel like it ties into the whole idea of his... With his, the birther stuff? Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and he, but I mean, that was like he was born in Kenya, mm-hmm. as opposed to this, like if you're born here, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think that was just like you know, get, getting him lubed up for it. Yeah, because then it, when it, you know, maybe when he had to concede that he was born in the United States, then he was like, well, he shouldn't be able to. But do should that. he be born here? Right? <laughs> should we allow that? Should he be a citizen? <laughs> right? Yeah, know, he your ancestors brought black people over. So exactly. That's kind of a you problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you don't let people come here legally and you limit uh immigration based on how wealthy you are or you know if you're a public charge and then you uh, obviously cancel asylum seeking uh immigration and then you uh don't let other illegal immigrants come in you know illegally and then you say you can't be born here either i mean what other way is there they want you to just disappear like poof just like don't exist (laughs) just yeah yeah just don't be here yeah they're like they're trying to just corner them basically like what do they expect though they don't think they're going to retaliate at some point like you you get all these people human beings and you put them in these small places and you put more and more of them there like he must know that they're going to revolt i would imagine they would at some point Mm -hmm. and then he must be like see i told you there's Mm -hmm. savages and we need to be violent. And he's already like, you know, it's trying an to invasion. encourage. Yeah, he's encouraging violence anyways when, you know, there's no reason to. And now when he thinks that people are going to, you know, have a chance to attack, you know, or feel like they need to fight their way out of things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what he wants. And yeah. I don't understand his supporters now be like, we're all for legal immigration. No, you're not. If you're opposed to birthright citizenship, which is outlined in the Constitution as a right. Exactly. The, and, and all this other public charge bullshit expansion of that rule. You're not. Right. Yeah, all the policies they're taking back for from like people that are immigrants legally. Yeah. They're just yeah. rolling them back every day. They're for legal immigration that they have changed all of the laws on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my wife and her parents. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he said. But what were you going to bring up uh, on the 14th Amendment? Oh, yeah. So it's uh, aligned with the birthright citizenship stuff. So he said, uh, this is Trump, he said, we're looking at that very seriously where you have a baby on our land. You walk over the border. You have a baby. Congratulations. The baby is now a U.S. citizen. Oh, my God. And he said it's frankly ridiculous. And so basically, but they won't let them abort them either if they were raped. See, that's the whole. <laughs> yeah, they're very hypocritical or like vague with these things like pro-life, you know. But they're only they're pro-fetus, really, right? Like, and then when you're born, they don't care unless you're an immigrant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's very tricky. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how he wants me to be a citizen anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think chaos is the strategy. It's just sort of mind-fucking us until we just he's, get he's overwhelmed. He's narrowing the lanes of legal immigration uh, to the point where nobody's going to be able to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I don't even, I don't understand. Um, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, we get, I get it, it. But <laughs> fuck, yeah. But I don't get it. It's also so counterintuitive to this whole lack of resource at the border problem, too, because that's only going to 100% make their lives harder and make it more expensive. Yeah, you're going to detain everybody indefinitely, and you're going to make anyone who tries to cross illegal? Like, how is that good for them, right? What, what, what would their agenda be for that? Creating chaos at the it border. It must be. And also to solicit more aid and then not allow Democrats to decide where any of the aid goes specifically. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. And also to police his base by, making, by letting them know that he's trying to keep America white again. Totally. Mm-hmm. So that's or make America white again, not keep it. It's not. Um right. <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, yeah. I, I, it's it's all a, a base stoking thing. Uh he has to remain in power. It's what he's going to run on and he has to remain in power because the minute he steps out of office if he's if he's not elected, he's, he's going to be indicted. Jail. Yeah, yeah. And also in that bullshit presser, Trump flopped on his previous flip on gun <laughs> control saying that he's interested in closing the loopholes. Though he didn't mention which loopholes. He didn't say boyfriend loopholes or gun show loopholes. He just said closing the loopholes. I don't even think he knows what loopholes he's talking about. (laughs) Uh, But this comes a day after spending time on the phone with the head of NRA, Wayne LaPierre, who is now embroiled in multiple lawsuits (laughs) and an exodus from the NRA board members because of his lavish spending and gross mismanagement of funds. He even said, it's not the gun that pulls the trigger. Uh, it's a person who pulls the trigger. Age-old NRA thing. Yeah. He just got off the phone with Wayne Lapierre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even though a few days ago uh, he said it was very, he was very much in favor of background checks and expanding background checks. After his phone call with uh, Lapierre and Mark Meadows, he's now back to uh, on the Lapierre train, saying we have enough background <sighs> checks already. 
So his flip flop flip just makes him less reliable. So that yeah. that way, Congress can't legislate because they don't know what he will sign and what he won't sign. And I think we should we should know that by now. If if not before, like definitely by now, we should know that we can't rely on him for anything reasonable like that. So we need to like make it happen. No, we have to get him out of office. Exactly. We have to well, that's how. Him. Yeah, that's how we do it. Like I remember I was listening to this uh, up first um, from NPR their podcast about how like people like Bernie and Warren their whole idea is that they're not going to wait for these people these greedy people to just do the right thing anymore they're going to make them do the right thing or kick them out of their positions of power yep yeah you're fired and uh, before we go to break real quick uh we heard today what we've been waiting to hear in the greg craig trial uh the defense attorneys have announced in in trial to the public uh you know because it's not a closed hearing that rick gates is going to testify tomorrow against uh, Greg Craig and everyone was like what and we knew because it makes sense right because mm-hmm. it was Gates and Manafort and Vanderswan mm-hmm. and Greg Craig who all got together with Skadden Arps Flom, uh, <laughs> that whole law firm uh, to work on this report that justified the imprisonment of Viktor Yanukovych's uh, opposition um, Yulia Tymoshenko is her mm-hmm. name and so he's, he's going to testify against him and of course you can't have like Manafort testify because his credibility is <laughs> shit. completely shot. And you can't have Anderswan testify. He was deported after he served his prison term for the same thing that Greg Craig went to trial for. And and so all you got left is Rick Gates. Now Rick Gates wasn't really there, very helpful in the Manafort trial. You know, I mean, he might have actually done more harm than good. So I'm not sure what he's gonna. I mean, I, I guess he's just gonna testify to the fact that he was there and 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 Greg Craig played a larger role in this report and lobbying and, you know, distributing this report to, you know, people in the U.S. and congressional leaders and and other lobbyists and stuff like that. But so he's going to testify against him. I don't think anything beyond that would come up. But, you know, obviously we'll keep you posted. Mm -hmm. So that's Rick Gates's day tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised that they can't just uh, like Skype Vanderswan in or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting that do they have to be in person? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know either. I would assume so. Yeah, uh, because I think there's a whole habeas corpus. No, that's not right. <laughs> uh, you have the right to face your accuser or whatever, mm. but yeah, th- he, they're not the on screen. trial. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, just <laughs> virtually face your <laughs> right. accuser. Like we, you, you know, have we have to, to look them in the eye. Yeah, well, I know that they definitely use that technology because when I went to jail for not paying a speeding ticket once, I had to go to court in a webcam jail courtroom. <laughs> but was it a jury trial? Uh, definitely not. Yeah, that, that <laughs> maybe is the difference. We'll have yeah. to ask. We'll have to ask Renato or something. That'd like, be amazing. Mm-hmm. They like, need a jury for five miles over the hour. Yeah, my therapist Skype me in because I figure <laughs> Vanderswan would be a more reliable witness. <clears throat> oh yeah, that makes sense. And maybe he is like virtually testifying via satellite, and we just don't. No one's bringing him up because no one knows or cares about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the whole deep fake thing, though, I imagine they're like, I'm not trusting any video okay, shit. Yeah, unreliable. <laughs> and then I just had this whole thing in my head while you were talking, too. Uh, assuming that the deep fake thing is going to be as terrifying as it seems like it can be, imagine when we have the technology for, like, little mini projectors or something to, like, project the face of someone that's in real life. Like, there's going to be a point where we can't even believe what's literally in front of our eyes. That is so that's what I believe and terrifying. Isn't that so terrifying? Damn. Now or I'm like questioning some... you guys keeping my head alive. <laughs> well, we can always feel hologram. That's true. What will it even mean at that point? Yeah, <laughs> There'll be yeah. so many other ways. Just deep fake Drew Barrymore on top of my face. <laughs> That'd be really dope. And I'll be cool with that. Yeah. I think that sounds good. That's better than plastic surgery. <laughs> and you know what? That's what they would use that technology for at first. Totally. They would say, do you want to look younger? Yeah, for and Beverly Hill moms. They'll deep fake your wrinkles away <laughs> with the, some hologram shit or something. Yeah. And, but then, you know, you'll think you're, you're talking to uh, Obama and it's really Trump. Yep. Who oh, knows? God. Who knows what will happen? Uh, but you'd have to be able to deep fake the whole body on that one, though. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a ways time. away, the technology. But I bet <laughs> one day it will be a thing. I believe it. Yeah, we'll have holograms. It'll be like Rimmer in Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. That's a... Four people. Is, yeah, four people yeah, four people will get I that. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Uh, guys, we'll be right back after this quick word with more news and today's hashtag. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is AG. Uh, We're a nation of immigrants, and it's our diversity that makes us strong. Our American motto is e pluribus unum, which means of many, one. Not one out of many, very different. 
Um, so we're the great melting pot, and, and that made me curious as to where my family fit into the American story, which led me to Ancestry DNA. And Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just, uh, you know, our places of origin. Uh, it lets you trace your ancestors, individuals, your family members through time, and learn more about who you are because of who they were. And it's really easy to get started. Uh, I got my results back really quick, and I found out I'm 96% Western European. I was not shocked by that. Uh, but then I'm descended from Charlemagne and some dude named Ethelred the Unready, who I can totally relate to. But I also found out that I'm related to a comedic musician from the 1920s who played the banjo named Harry Reeser. You can Google him, R-E-S-E-R. Uh, I knew I got my sense of humor from my dad as well as my ear for music, but I didn't know it went back further than that. So it's not just about origin. It's about people. And most importantly, it's about understanding our responsibility to each other. And that unless we're indigenous, we're all immigrants. And we should love and respect everyone's immigrant story and family story because that is what makes America great. So for a limited time, now through August 26th, go to Ancestry.com slash podcast for the exclusive summer DNA kit offer for only $59. That's Ancestry.com slash podcast for $59. Ancestry.com slash podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, guys, welcome back. Just a few more headlines today. I hope you're ready to laugh. Uh, the first third of the show probably wasn't the funniest. But after his tenure of dancing around the truth for the Trump White House, former press secretary Sean Spicer is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, the host Tom Bergeron joked on Twitter that Spicy will be in charge of assessing crowd size. Oh, my God. Uh, I would watch it if it were Melissa McCarthy dressed as spicy, like on her rolling podium. Absolutely. But I'm not supporting a show that casts a guy that questioned Hitler's use of chemical weapons on Jews and knowingly lied repeatedly to the American people about a host of important issues surrounding the White House. Though I'm certain people will watch for train wreck value. Um, like when Rick Perry was on. That's what mm -hmm. the, yeah, the network is probably hoping for, but a lot of people are, are planning to boycott it too. So I think we should just add an adjustment to the protest or the, you know, petition and just say that as long as Melissa McCarthy is, comes back to do it, then, you know, that's worth it, right? Yeah, if it's yeah, her. Don't just boycott it, but like I'm only in. come back if she does it. Well, yeah. And I'm yeah. wondering what the other people who've been selected on the show, James Vanderbeek, uh, he's going to be on it, um, Karamo Brown from Queer Eye. Um, but but Spicy isn't the only asshole on the show. From Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis, who pleaded guilty to obstruction of justice after being charged with two counts of murder after stabbing dudes. Jesus. Wait, murder? <laughs> I was gonna think like domestic abuse or something. No, he actually said I'm not any I'm not as bad as Ray Rice. I didn't oh, no. I didn't punch my wife in an elevator. I just stabbed obstructed <laughs> justice by when I stabbed two dudes. Uh, wow. And that was in a plea and deal. He's gonna have like a roller. Or is it like a um, iced? rink like are they skating with like the rollerblade things or it's just dancing oh just dancing oh i don't know why i assumed it was like ice because i've seen it's some like of them do some skating but maybe that's like a different roller yeah skate, this I is think. like yeah. uh it's like ballroom okay like all different I, I was just nervous dance. about him being near like a sharp weapon that was mostly my <laughs> they should definitely at some point give him a dagger like make him do an errol flynn dance yeah yeah, yeah. his props should be limited yeah <laughs> this dude's masochistic though just coming back for like a second opportunity to be voted out by the american public oh totally it's <laughs> like um, I want to yeah. be shunned again. <laughs> I hope when he gets kicked <laughs> off in the first round, they say, you're fired. Yeah. Uh, what if he's good? Isn't that going to be worse? Sean Spicer? Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, that is very thoughtful of you. <laughs> 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 I was surprised by Rick Perry's. Uh, mm. No, I wasn't. Yeah, that um, was. That was, was he also on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, yeah. He, he was. I forgot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I never saw a video. That was I'll show a you mistake I made. I should watch it. Before you leave that. today, I'll show you the skipping video because it's, <laughs> it's, uh, he's wearing like a stripy vest with one of those pork pie hats and he's skipping around the stage swinging his arms real big. Like, oh my God. I think I saw that, but only as a cutout that was put into another like green screen background. And you're like, what's happening? Why is Rick You're like, wow, that deep fake is really convincing. Yeah. My, just very easily fooled by basic CGI. Um, my my grandma is obsessed with this show. I wonder oh, if they're trying really? to cater to the elderly people that watch it. Do they like Sean Spicer? Um, I do all I know is that Fox News is on constantly. But anytime politics comes up, my grandma is like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> so Does she like Fox I don't News? know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. She yeah. refuses to talk about it. Oh, you don't even have like. Damn, I, ha I literally have no idea. That's intense. My grandpa's hardcore Republican, though. Okay, so she's probably. Hmm. I don't know. She's it's Jewish, and yeah. she voted Democrat at some point in her life, but now wow. yeah, there's a lot of people who think Spicer's funny or whatever. Yeah. But he was. That's absolutely. He's absolutely just a terrible 
horrible human person yeah totally to go out and just lie mm-hmm. uh like that totally deceive the american public when you're put in a job where we absolutely have to trust everything that you say i have beans on sarah sanders doing dancing with the stars oh i was gonna say who do you think is next so yeah sarah, totally sanders. sarah sanders um i'm thinking hope hicks honestly also scary i'm thinking the mooch yeah <laughs> i think the mooch would actually probably do pretty well yeah who knew the people that wanted to talk to everyone and be the face of things would also uh want to show them i think the mooch could do the tango probably really good oh yeah damn yeah seems, seems like a tango kind of a guy maybe yeah. not the argentinian tango but yeah. definitely some so sort of cringeworthy tango. but it's hard mm-hmm. to look away I <laughs> it's a train wreck that's I don't what know. it is totally. i think the mooch is kind of hot though what? yeah and and here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't mean on the inside no i do not i mean he's a man amanda's dying so by the way a in that dying. sense Guys, you also like Nunez, I have daddy so. issues. That's what do you fair. want from me? No, you know what? You're, you're entitled. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> you could go out with him for 11 days. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. How to lose a guy in 11 days. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing if he's just cursed forever with only 11 day girlfriends for the totally. rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> that was his uh, deal with the devil. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can be a uh, press secretary, but only for 11 days. Yeah. And every relationship you have from now to eternity will last only 11 days. It's incredible. And your your name your the eleven day time period would be known as a mooch. Mm. <laughs> it's like the plot of Bedazzled, right? Kind of, it is. Yeah. Do you think when he goes in for the first kiss, he's like, "Can I give you a smooch?" Oh, I hope not. <laughs> you let me know, Jordan. Mooch, 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 mooch. God, man. Only for eleven seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's All also right. how long? Eleven seconds in heaven. You last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In oh, hell. No yeah. such low hanging fruit. I'm ashamed. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm not. And there's not a low hanging fruit joke there too. But we, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna let that one lie. I feel like he'd have tight balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what gives you that? That. Uh, I don't know. He just looks very like fit together, like put together, (laughs) and very like toit. You know. (laughs) I appreciate your honesty. I'm sorry. I'm just waiting for the tides to change when it's no longer acceptable for women to objectify men. I'm just getting in when I can. I have no problem (laughs) with that. It just paints a picture, you know. All right. <laughs> Maybe he has 11 testicles. You don't know. <laughs> 11. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it's time to get social. Hashtag. Today's hashtag. Wednesday, Trump tweeted remarks from the right-wing pundit Wayne Allen Root saying, quote, President Trump is the greatest president for the Jews and for Israel in the history of the world, not just America. He's the best president for Israel in the history of the world. And the Jewish people in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like the second coming of God. But American Jews don't know him or like him. They don't even know what they're saying or doing anymore. It makes no sense. So... Oh that last God. thing I agree with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that tweet made any sense. Exactly. Um, so the second coming, and I thought this struck me because we've had the grasshopper swarm, which are like locusts, in Vegas where there's a pyramid and it's in the desert. Uh, we had the Florida cane toads invading Palm Beach. We had the sun becoming hot when July was the hottest month on record. The fire in the Amazon, which also caused three days of darkness in Brazil, probably more. And... and it could totally be the 10 plagues of Egypt or the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I don't know if you're into that sort of thing. So it, when he retweeted, he was the second coming uh, in his disjoint. I mean, like, like that could be like maybe he is. But I think the Antichrist comes before. <laughs> oh, yeah. God yeah. comes a second Beans time. on that. I've never heard of the second coming of God either. Only the second coming of Christ specifically. Yeah. yeah I, I guess. I don't know if that's hmm. a, it's a detail that trip. means anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, in in I guess when you talk about the God Holy is Trinity, like here all the time. Uh, God, Jesus, oh. and the Holy Ghost are one, and Jesus is God, and God is Jesus. Aren't we all God Christ too? I heard that. Not in the Bible. Somewhere. Uh, no, you're <laughs> not in the Bible. You're not even close. You're not shit. You're a Lisa. sin and piece of don't shit. Don't you forget? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, that's not what I think. Yes. Oh yeah, just, right, of course right. not. It's just biblical. assuming the voice of the authors. Yes. You're just the best one. <laughs> <laughs> First person narrative. 
so anyway, in his press conference, too, Trump claimed that he was the chosen one. He got those words in there, which is very specific language that makes sense if you watch, if you watch The Family on Netflix. That's a cult of right-wing Christians who believe God chooses imperfect wolf-like vessels to carry out their wishes in leadership positions. Uh, and this comes on the heels of Trump calling American Jewish Democrats, who account for between 70 and 80 percent of Jewish Americans, disloyal and lacking knowledge, which he later tried to claim uh, he meant they were disloyal to Israel. Yeah. And this is the same guy who said that, that the Jews will not replace us. Tiki Torch Walmart Nazis were good, had good people on their side. Very so good point. Trump thinks he's the chosen one, uh, the king of Israel, the second coming of God. And that is batshit crazy. So our hashtag today is hashtag 25th Amendment now. It's trending on Twitter. Let's keep it going. Make sure to tag us at Daily Beans Pod. The 25th Amendment, by the way, was ratified after the assassination of JFK, and it provides procedures for replacing the president or vice president after death, removal, resignation, or incapacitation. And there's a lot of inquiries about mental health deterioration and senility or, you know, syphilitic dementia, whatever you want to call it, being incapacitated, mm-hmm. it, you know, causing you to be incapacitated. Mm-hmm. I think that that would count. And so that is on the table again. And, you know, a lot of people have been calling for 25th Amendment for a while. Totally. Mm -hmm. We just have to rely on Pence and DeVos and uh, who else? Certain amount of cabinet members. Oh, we don't we don't need all of them. Just certain ones. Uh, I can look it up. That's really cool. Actually, that gives me I think hope. you need. I think you need a certain number of cabinet members. Very cool. Yeah. I almost feel like that would set such a strong precedent that would trickle down to courtrooms all over, though. Like when people try to claim mental illness as defense, mm. for example, there isn't a lot of like super clear laws that lay out what would be, you know, things like. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. We just need to begin and make those laws, I guess, right? Like, just, just jump are, right there into There are very it. specific statutes that, that outline what mental uh, deficiency is to stand trial and a lot of precedent that backs it up. Um, and that would be separate from 25th Amendment, um, I think. Uh, I don't think that that precedent would affect the courts because it's an executive branch decision, not a judicial decision. Yeah, I guess I more just mean in arguments that attorneys would be making, not what it would actually pass down technically to yeah, lower courts. You could try. I mean, yeah, I don't know that that would like necessarily fly, but yeah, because a lot of people, yeah, I mean, a lot of people will like just use that as a defense when that's very arguable in a lot of the cases. Right. So. Because the same tricky. statutes that it would indicate what would be incapacitated under the 25th Amendment, we don't have that. That would just be interpre- interpreted by the people who decided that he was incapacitated, whereas mm-hmm. the statutes that rule over whether you're fit to stand trial mentally are kind of already written and spelled out. But yeah, they could definitely use um, the l- legal defense attorneys yeah. could use that. Well, he's... He's crazier than Trump, so he's definitely crazy. And then the counter argument would be, yes, that's to determine 25th Amendment, not this. Kind of like how determining high crimes and misdemeanors for impeachment is very different from the criminal federal code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But fit to stand trial, is that the same thing as successfully defending yourself against uh, getting charged? I think there's probably hundreds and hundreds of statutes mm-hmm. about different levels of where you can get into a trial and how it's deemed, whether it's a motion prior to trial that they're not fit to stand or if Mm -hmm. it's during the trial where they try to defend and say that they were mentally uh, incompetent or incapable Mm -hmm. uh, after the judge says they're not going to grant the motion. There's there's I'm sure that there's statutes at every level through uh, through a jury trial or even in the beginning when they're doing plea deals. Definitely. Um, I imagine it's one of the more accessible defenses people go for. So I can only imagine there's <laughs> a, a fuck ton of words about it. Sorry. Do we have an advertisement? And I just said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think we always do okay, that. Right? The second <laughs> one's okay because we're just doing cross promo for audio. Oh, uh, Starburns audio stuff. All right. Nice. We well, can say fuck, fuck all. Fuck, I can fuck, say fuck, fuck every other word in that fucking piece of sh- goddamn yes. fucking mid roll too. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's actually a really cool podcast. Let me tell you about it. We'll be right back. Okay, what would you do if you lost all of your digital data? Think about it. Everything. Memories from all the traveling you've done, the uh, you know, those less than satisfactory pics and videos of you as a kid. Uh, well, maybe there's some benefit to losing those, but you get what we mean, right? Well, uh, when a global computer virus begins deleting all digital records, 30-something Ellie buys an old tape recorder and begins narrating analog retrospectives of her life before all of her photos, videos, and correspondence are wiped out forever. This eight-part scripted audio drama stars Parks and Rec star Natalie Morales, along with Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and uh, Serena Fialo. And 
we're talking like it's like high fidelity meets seeking a friend for the end of the world uh, for your ears. And I love this. So stick around after the episode of Daily Beans for a clip of Ellie and the Wave and then check out Ellie and the Wave every Thursday. Or if you'd like to get the whole series right now, ad free, you can head over to the Himalaya app to subscribe. You'll be glad you did. All right, guys, welcome back. Just got a few less stories left here to go. Uh, so we learned from The Guardian that Dick's Sporting Goods, one of America's biggest gun retailers, is reportedly exploring halting firearm sales and moving out of the business entirely. Womp, womp, womp. If this sounds familiar, it's because it is. Earlier this year, Dick's announced it was pulling guns, ammo, and accessories out of 125 stores where sales were down. Because sales were down. Uh, but uh, they are now conducting an assessment as to whether to pull guns from all 720 stores nationwide. The company is expected to announce their findings publicly today, Thursday, because uh, that's, that's when their quarterly report comes out, so they're just going to piggyback on that. Mm. But Dix also said they'd stop selling guns in 2018 after the Parkland shootings, but decided guns were a part of their DNA and they kept them. So, that's bullshit. Yeah, so don't be like, hey, yay, Dix sporting goods. This is the Dix that cried wolf. Yeah. yeah, guns are a part of their DNA. just makes me think of like those people that are like part gun part human Terminator. you know like that movie yeah 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 because yeah, we were talking about having a gun uh, uh surgically implanted into your uterus so ah, that the yes. republicans would leave it alone remember That's yes great. vag gun surgery you know what pisses me off about this and there are many things <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I was gonna say but so many things <laughs> yeah. probably one of them being though that dicks gets all those accolades when the story comes out after Parkland that they're going to take out their guns and then the story does not come out that they took that back. Yeah, it's like the coin with the string attached to it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't hear that part, did we? No, we did not. Nope, and that's why we're going to, as soon as we've been out for a while, we're going to do refried beans where we go back and revisit stories to find out and follow up what happened. Yes. Uh, because it's important because those are the sh that's the shit that's missed. So Dix comes out after Parkland, like you said, hey, we're going to pull guns. Then they say quietly that's nah, part of our dna we're keeping them we don't hear about it yeah and then they come out again and say oh we're gonna pull all guns everyone goes yay because mm -hmm. they have already forgotten it's well beyond you know yeah the whole country has adhd <laughs> it, it's out of the vernacular yeah. yeah yeah we're all in fight fight or flee a lot of letters flight or freeze mode so yeah, yeah. we're the triple f's and this whole time i've just been walking around thinking that dicks was chill yeah. What about that place called Dixit where they, you go in and they uh, uh, the restaurant. You? Yeah, yeah. They, they're chill. Right? Dixit Last Resort. That one got closed here in San Diego. <gasps> what? They're still open in uh, they're still Vegas, open in Vegas think, and yeah. Dallas or something like that. They're still around, but they closed here. Okay, okay. So you can't go there anymore. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. tough for Dixit these days. Yeah. 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 They yeah. also will not get rid of their guns. <laughs> tough times for the D. That's why yeah. they got shut down. <laughs> yeah. Pride for me. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But then right. guns were in their DNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, you're a stupid piece of crap. And they <laughs> point a gun at you. That's <laughs> and, and, uh, and speaking of the Parkland students, you guys, the March for Our Lives group, which was founded by Parkland students, published a policy uh, that calls for expansive gun reform in the U.S. It includes a plan to cut civilian firearms by 30%. It includes a plan to re-examine the 2008 SCOTUS decision permitting private citizens to have handguns in the home, and it includes a federal buyback program for assault weapons. It's called the Peace Plan for a Safer America, and it also calls for national licensing and registration programs, a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity high magazines, a red flag law to disarm those who have been deemed a threat to themselves or others, and it urges the FEC and the IRS to proceed with the investigations of the NRA, because we know earlier this week it was a 2-2 vote to not move forward in the torsion Butina NRA investigation. Um, they say, quote, the younger generations are disproportionately affected by gun violence. They should have a say in how this country solves the epidemic. So for now, the House Judiciary plans to return from vacay early to address gun violence. They've already put two bills on McConnell's desk and they're look, working on three more. But none of their measures go as far as the Parkland Peace Plan for a Safer America. So it'll be interesting. I think this might be a good place to a jumping off point that uh, they've put together this really comprehensive plan with a lot of different uh, pieces to it. So Yeah, that all sounds great to me, honestly. And if it sounds like bad to someone, like unreasonable, they probably shouldn't have a gun <laughs> Like if they have a problem with those things. Um, but I also feel like when they say things like it's in our DNA, like, you know, Dick saying that's the reason for wanting to keep their guns or people saying it's part of their history, that's like saying that it's okay, you know, that, that I don't know, for the Confederate flag and those things. Like, it just makes me feel like it, it, it always comes down to just like, I don't know, want to hang on to like the shitty parts. Yeah. Or hang on well, to actually what they, it's not shitty parts to them, but like. Well, people hide behind heritage so yeah. that they can be racist and hateful. Well, yeah, there's that. And there's also just the idea of. I don't know, not wanting to be, they want to have like pride for certain parts of their history, but then they don't want to have shame for others. So it's like just cherry picking. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I hate it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, they're dicks. Yeah, that was well put. Yep. Thank you.
Well said. Yeah, a lot of people don't like to confront shame. Um, they need the safe space, uh, yet they say that we do. So, okay. Yeah, and their safe space somehow includes a gun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the only kind yeah. of safe space. That's the only way I feel safe. Because, <laughs> you know. I got noodle arms. If somebody tried to punch me, I'd be in <laughs> <Noodle> trouble. arms. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like when you're having a dream and you're trying to fight and you just can't land oh a punch. God, you know? yes. like, meh, that's I used to have that are. with gymnastics, except I'd be <gasps> running down a vault runway and I would just slowly be like descending to my knees. you <laughs> <laughs> like Aww. crawling to the springboard. <laughs> that happens to me when I'm driving in a dream, too. I can't drive for shit in my dreams. Or there's always a traffic jam or some giant bridge or a wall or something I can't Ooh, drive over. If you do dream interpretations. That uh, mm, just yeah. means I'm stressed out and fucked up. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah, stressed out and fucked up. I saw a video of a puppy dreaming recently. It was Aww. very cute. Oh, yeah, those yeah, are cute. Did you, did you see the, the, the cat dreaming that looked like he <gasps> fell off his bicycle? No. It's so cute. Oh He's pedaling and then he just like goes limp. Oh, I like, love cats. Oh, he got in a bicycle crash. Cats are my favorite. I had a dream uh, that I was on the toilet and it doesn't get more graphic than that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my, my comic friend, who I'm not like super close with, really like not enough for him to pop up into a dream he busts down the bathroom stall door and just says i'm moving to new york <laughs> that, that was the whole dream so you feel vulnerable in your life is what that means. yeah i have no idea she what that you means in your, yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah. Had a, I had a weird dream the other day i was in some weird creepy basement with like bathroom tiles and it was all mildewy and and then all of a sudden, Bill Barr comes in, and he's like, you're going to paint these walls. Oh, no. And wow. I was like, I can't paint these walls. It's tile. You don't paint tile, you dumbass. And he's like, you're going to paint it. And then he picks up a piece of broken mirror, Ooh. and he sticks it on my palm of my oh. hand, and he's like, you're going to paint? You're going to oh paint? My and then he gosh. licks my face. And <laughs> then I punched him in the... I realized I was dreaming. I was like... I'm dreaming. Yeah, because it escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm dreaming. Yeah, I'm going to beat the shit out of Bill Barr. Yeah, so I beat no the shit out of Bill Barr. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And then I ran up the stairs. I don't know what that Very was. Very interesting, weird. yeah, how he threatened your palm specifically. Yeah. And he's like, make one move and I'll cut your palm. I don't oh, know. no. Yeah, you know. definitely dreaming at that point. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, this isn't real. Yeah. 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 It, it, was the, it was the palm, not Bill not Barr. Not the painting. The, yeah. Bill Barr no, painting. No, Bill Barr, he's a, he can come out. But it was so vivid because he kept like, like, like he had a paintbrush in a mop bucket and he kept like flinging the paint out me and it got on my shirt and dripped down my shirt and like dripped on my toe so i was wearing open-toed shoes mm -hmm. uh, and i could feel it dripping on my See, left that's when you're dreaming for sure and I'm all, yeah, yeah. this is this is i'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy right now yeah it's, yeah it's pretty fun yeah uh, that's kind of cool actually yeah it was neat when you realize you're Not dreaming to promote violence or anything no. it's dream violence mm -hmm. dream violence so i don't have to dream no more <laughs> so u.s steel uh is in trouble this is the headline yeah no shit we left fucking Cleveland in the 70s because steel mills were shutting down. But U.S. Steel's in trouble even more now after an announcement that over 200 jobs from U.S. Steel will be tempor temporarily cut in Michigan. Michiganders are wondering when they will come back, and U.S. Steel says, uh, we don't know. So they won't. Um, just don't count on it. Since last year, steel prices in the U.S. have dropped 60%. So when Trump tells you he's going to bring back steel jobs, he's lying. You could, mm -hmm. however, try your luck in aluminum. I hear Russia's hiring. Yeah, he meant he's going to steal your job. <laughs> I hear Russia's hiring in Kentucky. Oh, shit. Uh, in Arizona. So, yeah, that's you know, right. Maybe you could just move. I don't know. Maybe, I know that there's different uh, metallurgical qualities between mm -hmm. aluminum and steel, but I, I bet they would translate mm -hmm. uh, from one thing to another. Okay, <laughs> um, and polls, this is interesting, on the public's view of the economy dropped this week for the first time in the Trump presidency, and he is scared shitless. Hell yeah. How much? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But okay. um, there was a CNN poll. I think it was consumer confidence was down a little bit or something like that. But nice. it's just the headline is that the yeah, uh, that it's down. public's view, because it's not about how the economy is actually doing. It's about how people feel about it. Mm hmm. And so it, it's going down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is obviously in response to maybe some of the news that's been coming out about the Dow going down and the Potential yield curve in being inverted. And there was a couple other things that um, other indicators, recession indicators that, that came to pass this week. And and so, yeah, Kai Rizdal, six hours a day. <laughs> we need you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no further discussion on U.S. Steel. <laughs> That's our show for today, guys. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Um, oh, uh, damn it. I don't know. I do. <laughs> You, oh, go for it. We were talking about violent liberals mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, and the Weather Underground is the name of the group of violent liberal folks That's right, yeah. from like the 70s. Oh, uh, yeah. I was wondering what that tweet was. Because yes. somebody just tweeted A at me. A bunch of people tweeted. Like, yeah. yes, disembodied yes. tweet. Yeah. <laughs> weather Underground. And I was like, is that the oh, yes, app on my phone? Weather Underground. <laughs> 
because I have an app on my phone called right. Weather Underground. Yes, weather no. weather underground. It's called Wonderground. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Am Very I fucking close. this up again? <clears throat> well, I think that is the correct. No, group yeah, weather name. underground. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too, but now weather I can't Man find anything about it on Google. Well, basically, yeah, they were just a group that did some violent things, right? And they w- were E A T H E R. It's W H E A. Oh wait, why did what people were writing it with an H on here? Yeah, no, that's whether or not. Just no, weather. not like that. They were writing it W H E A T H E R. Oh, that's not what I was Oh, so like they were combining weather and weather. Yes. Let's play homophones. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, here we go. No, no, no. Yes. My bad. Here we go. The Weather Underground Organization, commonly known as the Weather Underground, was a radical left militant organization active in the late 1960s and 1970s. Founded on the Ann Arbor campus of the University of Michigan, the Weather Underground was originally called Weathermen and later became known colloquially as the Weathermen. The WUO organized in 69 as a faction of students for a democratic society largely composed of the national office leadership of that society and their supporters. I wonder why they call themselves the Weathermen. Yeah, yeah, I always like to know why people name themselves things like that. I'm sure there was some. We have some a front of... coming in from the east of violence against the right. <laughs> That's one reason. Oh, it's a name taken from a line in a Bob Dylan song. It's interesting. Very interesting. About what, a weatherman? Huh? Mm, no, I don't know. Google it later. But I yeah. want to also, also. I don't think they killed anyone. Someone said, and I oh, did, and I didn't you. fact check so myself yet. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. They probably didn't kill anyone. Okay, so <laughs> Ag, I also want to mention that uh, I learned that sharps. Uh, were like trying to reclaim the word skinhead because originally skinhead came from people that were like the working class in London and like some Jamaican uh, migrants to London, I guess. Well, yeah, uh, Sharps weren't trying to reclaim it from racists. Um, skinheads were not political to begin with. Right, they were just like, just, I they guess, They were working class heroes. Right? Yeah, they yeah. were just working class. They wanted to dress a certain way. They wanted to listen to Jamaican ska. They wanted to listen to regular ska. Mostly music, right, and yeah. And punk, and that was their thing, yeah. It was like a music-based, so like a rockabilly thing. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say all of a sudden... Uh, Nazis come in and want to call themselves rockabilly and they co-opt <laughs> rockabilly and the word rockabilly gets a really negative connotation to it that's where we are now yeah with now skinhead. you have to say rockabilly against racist <laughs> yeah so when the when the sharps came about uh skinhead was not a bad term yet at all yeah that's what I learned recently yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think that's what kind of the back and forth we had going yesterday was like because right now everybody thinks skinhead that's what they think about that's how I grew up guy. yeah I grew up with like that what's that movie American X or American like, History X yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like around the time I grew up it's like that was the idea of a skinhead you yeah know? And that's what it so became many movies were like yeah but in reality it wasn't originally that yeah, kind of like how the Nazis co-opted the swastika, and before that it wasn't a negative symbol, and now it's ruined forever. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or who, somebody was trying to co-opt the rainbow flag. Yeah, they're, they're all right. Yeah, just like Pepe. They're trying to do... Pepe, we can't yeah. have nice things. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> she tweets at me. She goes, we can't have nice things. Yeah, they keep <laughs> taking them. Pepe the Frog was supposed to be a nice little like progressive roommate, like college mm-hmm. roommate. He had other animals that lived with him, and they were all like coexisting. You know, Frogs in college. Sticker. Yeah. Like and you then, do. They just, yeah, took him, made him racist, made him a Nazi. God damn it. Yep. Well, I don't like those guys. I don't like them either. <laughs> and that's and all they I know it gets that. to us. They know that it bothers us if they take these innocent things. Yeah, and that's kind of why care. Sharp formed, because we're like, no, you're not going to take skinhead. You're not going to take this culture and make it a racist mm-hmm. thing. And that's why that whole thing. And then there were the two factions and then skinheads. Then you had to, then we all started having to wear laces so that you could indicate what kind you were. Exactly. Because these dicks were coming in and, and wearing bomber jackets and listening to music that we liked. And we're like, fuck you guys. Yeah. 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 Also like so many of the lyrics of those groups are like anti-fascism and stuff. Exactly. Too, which just is so incompatible it's their whole thing yeah but the nazis dress like them so now it t- people that grew up like me it looks like someone in a kkk robe and you can't tell what if they're cool unless you know what music they listen to you know like that's so weird but i now i understand that it's because i have a friend who likes technically nazi fashion i guess but yeah we he's call ourselves like, like mods now or you know um <clears throat> rude boys and rude girls right, instead right. of using the term skinhead mm-hmm. uh because the, i mean that's initially where it came from that all these working class folks shaved their heads and even totally. the girls, they had their head shaved, but they would leave bangs. And, and they were fringe. inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was under the impression that skinhead was just for white people because that's what the Nazis tried to make it seem like. Yeah. Well, they succeeded. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm proof of that. Yeah. So now, now you know, rude boy, rude girl. Yeah. Yeah. And there's proud boys. There's a whole different thing. Fuck those dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. And if they try to call themselves rude boys, I'm going to be really mad. That mm. would be like a. Rihanna like a, should be too. That'd be like KKK saying, we're B boys now. Oh, yeah. And you'd be like, no, you can't have that word. Right. <laughs> you assholes. Trying to take all the. Yeah. Trying to take, take everything. All the boys. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll all be gone soon. Uh, make racism shameful again. Uh, all right, guys, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you in San Francisco soon. Uh, we'll talk to you before then, but I just want to bring it up because that there's, <laughs> we're running out of tickets for that second meet and greet. Uh, in my pinned tweet on uh, our other podcast, at Muller She Wrote, uh, you can go to that Twitter account and you can grab um, uh, the pinned tweet has links to the second meet and greet, which is Thursday, August 29th at 5 p.m. And all the information will be there. So we'll see you there. Tickets are running out for that, so get them and uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. Our top story tonight, a computer virus known as The Wave is wiping out digital data across the planet. Once a device has been infected by The Wave, the virus permanently deletes all photos, videos, and correspondence. For more, we go to Tina Lee in the field. Jim, the tension is palpable out here. People are grappling with the fact that they will soon lose all of their data. Videos of milestones, cherished family photos, not to mention the selfies, Jim. The selfies. People are losing food porn, regular porn, that other kind of food porn where it's people having sex with food. Videos of animals playing musical instruments. Videos of babies eating lemons for the first time. Years-long text threads with countless nudes. And we can only speculate what kind of a world we'll soon be living in when we've lost the archives of WikiFeet. Okay. I think it's recording now. Hello? Is it recording? Test one. All right, well, can't hear it back till I record it, so I'm going to go with yes. Hello, people in the future who may or may not listen to these tapes. Greetings. Welcome to my life. I apologize in advance. Um, I decided to put my life story on tape because of the wave. Although, now that I think about it, you may not know what that is, because maybe it's just like... A historical footnote. Okay. The wave is a really big deal right now. It's a digital virus that is sweeping the globe and wiping out everyone's data. So every photo, video, email, text, you name it, it's all going to be toast when the wave hits. <sighs> Gotta stay hydrated. I feel like I'm at the beginning of a marathon, except instead of running 26 miles, I'm sitting in my living room watching old videos of myself on my computer. It's basically the same. I guess I should start with the basics since I have not told you my name. Um, hello, my name is Ellie, Eleanor Leaf, but never call me Eleanor. Thank you. I'm 38, never married, thankfully. I live in a tastefully decorated condo with my perfect dog, Potato. I don't know what breed Potato is because she's actually a rescue. Thank you so much. Potato, speak! We're still working on that. Job-wise, I am a meme capper. I write witty recaps of the day's most popular memes for the meme site AgroCrunch. I should do something more meaningful with my life, but the world needs memes. It's like the talking turtle says, who, me? <laughs> that reference will be relevant forever. Anyway, my point is, we can't all be in the history books, you know? Of course, as soon as the wave hits, all the memes will be wiped out, and I'll have to find something else to do. I could either go back to the corporate world or try and live off the land. Between the two... I'd rather eat bark. You may be wondering how people are reacting to the reality of losing all their stored data. It's actually been really affirming. I mean, people are coming together and supporting one another in the face of adversity. Just kidding. Obviously, they're freaking the fuck out. Um, they are losing their minds. Most major cities had riots when it started. But at this point, people are just hunched over their devices, refreshing their screens over and over again to see if their memories are all gone. The way I figure, I'll know when the wave hits my neighborhood by my neighbor's mournful screams when he realizes he just lost all his nudes. My neighbor Dave seems like a guy who sends a lot of nudes. 
There are still a few companies that will print out hard copies of photographs and things. They're mostly used by super rich people to print art. The average person doesn't have access to a printer these days, but now everyone is stampeding to those printing companies. Even if you could afford those places, the wave is moving so fast there isn't much hope of getting anything printed before their servers get wiped too. I heard some people are selling Wi-Fi proof safes that are supposed to protect your gear from the virus, but as soon as you take it out of the safe, you're screwed. Everything is so connected at this point, there's no way to avoid it. Some people are even having wave parties where they get together with friends and loved ones and just watch all their shit get wiped out together. I can't imagine a worse way to spend my time. Who would want to sit in a room with a group of people at the exact moment when their lives get ruined? I can't decide what inspires more anxiety, the wave or having people over. At least when I lose all my data, I won't have a bunch of weirdos going through my underwear, which is what I assume people do when they go to a party at someone's house. I know it's what I do. All right, let's get back to business. Luckily, I'm a professional recapper, so I know how to cram in content. Tape is money, baby. Actually, I wonder if I still have... Hold on. Yes. Oh, man. I just hit gold in terms of embarrassing childhood videos. I have a whole folder of comedy sketches and plays that Drew and I used to make. We did hundreds of these. Most of them are unwatchable, or in your case, unlistenable. Like this one. What's for dinner, doofus? Diarrhea. Let's eat. That's enough of that. I can't believe we got along well enough to make so many of these disasters. I'm just going to read some of the amazing titles. Toilet Jacuzzi. Hormone High School. Baby in the Fridge. Yikes. We were a real comedy team. Mine's the comedy. Let's see what other special moments I've got here. Oh, this video file is named October Dumpster Fire. I have no idea what it is, but my interest is piqued. This is so inconsiderate. Just calm down. Okay, I'm gonna handle it. Out. Okay, I'll handle it. But you, know, you have a temper. Just let me talk to some logic. Uh, excuse me. Hi. Uh, the car is blocking us in, so. I'm waiting for your parking space. Okay, right, but we can't leave unless you move. Yeah, but then I might lose the space. So. Ben, do something. Well, she's impervious to logic. You're too passive. Well, you're too aggressive. Lady, you better move that electric piece of shit. Ellie, are you filming this? <gasps> Brenda. Did you forget to pick up Drew from Magic Camp? No, he's right here. Hi, Dad. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. It's all coming back to me. I made that super cut of family drama when I was 12 and shitty. I threw in that last clip because at the time, I was giving Drew an extremely hard time for going to Magic Camp. I understand a fascination with the occult. I like spooky shit, but going to camp to learn card tricks as a 14-year-old boy? It seems like he was trying to make his friends disappear. You probably know that children of divorce often blame themselves for their parents' split, even though it's never their fault. In this case, though, my folks got divorced right after Drew learned close-up magic, so... Anyway, a lot happened when I was 12. My mother moved out, Drew got really into sleight of hand. That was more scarring for me, some might argue. That was also the year I had my first sort of boyfriend. I would now like to read the first text my first boyfriend sent to me. I'm not saying this is Shakespeare's first folio, but it still deserves to be preserved for future generations. It reads as follows. Yo, girl, those tits is crazy. Meet me by the VMs. <sighs> Surprisingly, Rishi Goldman did not grow up to be an acclaimed poet. I think he sells vape pens now. I am not sorry to lose these awkward ears to the wave. I'm still a very private person, and my tits is still crazy. Oh, finally! That's the Amazon drone with my recurring order of toilet paper. I've been holding it in for days. Be right back. Ah, so much better. Okay. <clears throat> oh, breaking news. I just got a text alert that the wave has wiped out all the data in Cincinnati. The virus has reared its head almost everywhere, but once it's in a region, it tends to spread out from there like a sinkhole. Damn, it's moving fast. It's impossible to know how much longer we've got here, so let's crank out the hits. Radio Point and Himalaya Media present Ellie and the Wave, starring Natalie Morales, Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and me, Josh Rubin. Catch the show every Thursday. Be sure to go and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't feel like waiting? Head over to the Himalaya app now to get the whole first season ad-free.